Welcome to National Treasure News, a segment of National Treasure Hunt, the podcast where the secret lies, not only with Charlotte, but also with your co-hosts. I am Emily. And I'm Aubrey. And we are so excited to be bringing you the September 2022 edition of this bonus series. We are, for the purposes of posterity, recording this episode on the evening of September 15th, 2022. And we are bringing you National Treasure Edge of History news coming out of the Disney 23 Expo. We had a lot come out in our news cycle about the forthcoming National Treasure series for Disney Plus. Now, Disney Expo, Disney Plus Day, this was like a big weekend. Em. It was a lot. There was a lot happening. And I would just like to say that Aubrey conveniently was actually in a different country yeah. while all of this was going down. So as the good podcast co-host that she is, she set me up perfectly so that I would be able to use the Twitter account and stuff like that to be able to interact with all of our fans. So if you saw some posts and you thought, hmm, that has a bit of a different tone to it, maybe it was me. Who knows? You may never know, except for that one post where I signed off with my initials. Anyway, if you want to take a look at those posts, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nthunt podcast and just send us your thoughts on on all of this cool news that we're going to talk about yes and for the purposes of what we're going to be covering today i do think it's important to note that while the expo lasted a full weekend the majority of our national treasure edge of history news seemed to come out on september 9th and 10th you think that's pretty accurate em since i was definitely following along from like a different time zone it is. It is accurate. It was the 9th and the 10th, that, that Friday and Saturday. Yes, exactly. I can I can officially say I do not recommend being, you know, one half of a podcast team about a franchise and um, being in an airport and flying transatlantic while this sort of news is coming out. It was very stressful. I had no idea what I was going to be landing to. Yeah. I mean, I could have blown up the whole Twitter feed. Okay, I personally meant, like, would we get an announcement of National Treasure 3? I didn't really think that our social media was in danger, but maybe now I should have been in fear of that. I have the password forever. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. I regret everything. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So so today we are obviously uh, here to talk about what we learned from this past Expo weekend. We're going to break this down into three main sections today. Number one, we are going to talk about the official release date announcement for Edge of History. Number two, we're going to talk a little bit about how the production and creative team is choosing to advertise Edge of History. Spoiler alert, it has a lot to do with the original movies. And number three, along with the release date, we also got this past weekend the first official trailer for Edge of History. And so we're going to go through a couple of key points from that trailer and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Yeah, Em? I am ready. Let's go. Everyone, I would like to announce the release date, which you all, if you're listening, probably already know. It is Wednesday. We're back to Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. Exciting. December 14th, 
2022, and we are going to have a two, hear that two episode premiere of this series. Now, I am so excited because one, December, one of my favorite months, two, 14, my lucky number, the number that I played all my sports with, it feels like fate. Wow, I'm, I'm so glad it feels like fate to you. I'm guessing that's why you're so excited right now. it is I'm yeah. you know me how, you know how I feel about the series I'm I'm ready it's you. national treasure related let's see where it goes absolutely we will see where it goes and we're gonna see where it goes over a period of 10 total episodes for this first season now while it's really nice that they told us we're gonna get a premiere with two episodes involved they weren't nice enough to tell us how the subsequent episodes were going to be released. So if we're looking at weekly releases here, this will take us anywhere potentially to the end of February 2023 in the long range um, to, you know, early to mid-January if they're going to be dropping clusters or or groups of episodes at a time. So regardless, um, unless they change their mind and drop the whole series at once, which we are not expecting at this point, um, we can expect to continue having new Edge of History content coming our way through at least the beginning of next year. Yes, we will. And I am excited for it. Now, I do have one quick question about this, about the timing. The big Disney Plus release around the holidays last year was Hawkeye. And, you know, I love Hawkeye, so that made me extremely happy. But I have to acknowledge that Hawkeye had a bit of a Christmas holiday theme to it, which made it feel very kind of apt for the time that it was being released. Now, obviously, not every Disney Plus show that is released (laughs) around the holidays is going to have that same holiday theme. But it does make me wonder why would they choose a December release date? Is it maybe because families are going to be together again over the course of the holidays? And maybe they're hoping that some of that familial connection with some younger and older generations is going to bring in some extra viewership? Who knows? That's a really good point. It also, whether intentionally or unintentionally, feels a lot like a callback to our holiday release schedules for the previous National Treasure movies, which boded very well for the franchise. (laughs) Um, So time will tell. We will, of course, keep you posted if we learn anything else about the release schedule moving forward. So that's topic number one out of the way. It was short and sweet, but important. Topic number two is a little bit longer, maybe a little bit more sour, sour sweet, I'm not sure, Um, but just as important. And that is an analysis of how... Disney is choosing to promote and advertise Edge of History. Now, up until this point, we haven't seen a ton of advertising beyond the launching of the at Disney NT social media accounts, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, And admittedly, they haven't been super active with the exception of these big announcement dates, whether it was Comic-Con previously or now at Disney Expo. But at Disney Expo, Emily, the Edge of History series had its own like pavilion experience like many other shows and movies did. And through this pavilion, I think we got our first real taste of advertising. One of one piece of that advertising threw both of us for a major loop for a hot second. And by a hot second, I mean like a solid hour. At least. <laughs> yeah. So 
for context, I want to walk you all through this because it was very scary. Um, I was in the airport getting ready for my flight. Um, Emily is starting to monitor the social medias for us. And we see a post basically telling folks who are, you know, attending Disney Expo, hey, check this out. It's a picture of Riley Poole's Templar treasure book. Do you want a copy? And it, like, told people to, like, go to a particular location to get a copy. Oh, my gosh. Lost our minds. <laughs> like, one, at first, it was really cool. And then, on second thought, <laughs> it was it was quite concerning. <laughs> yes! Okay, I could not have said it better. At, our first thought was, oh, my God, we need to get our hands on this because... We just now collect national treasure memorabilia, so obviously we need a copy. So that was fun, and and you, Emily, you tweeted at them. Um, they're sending us copies. They're very kind, very nice. It's lovely. But at the same time, I think both of us realized simultaneously, what is in this book? Because you and I, first of all, you and I have been advocating for the creation of Riley's book since 2020 at this point um we've often talked to anyone who would listen about how that was a whole avenue of marketing and franchising that they never explored that they totally should have someone should write this book etc um so it was a little exciting that oh maybe they took our advice maybe they did it because we said it question mark and then it was like oh my gosh what if this puts a little project that we have coming up you know in in hot water. So we've referenced this on the pod before, but Emily and I have been hard at work turning National Treasure Hunt into a book. It is inspired by Riley Poole's book. It is not his book, but it is inspired by it. And uh, we had a hot second of like, oh my God, now we need to get our hands on this because we need to know what it says to make sure our book is still like a thing. Mm-hmm. So what did you do, Aubrey? <laughs> so um, I messaged the Wibberleys on Instagram and asked them, like, first of all, what is this thing? Is this just a promotional material? Or is this something that's going to be sold now? Do you know what's in it, etc.? I also messaged the Disney NT account that we just mentioned before. Um, and was like, hey, this is so cool. Like, what's in it? <laughs> Just casually asking. <laughs> no reason at all. Um, and both Marianne Wibberly and the Disney uh, account responded almost at the same time. Um, and so this is how National Treasure Hunt got the exclusive scoop on what was in Riley Poole's book at Disney Expo. And it turns out that, A, yes, this is a promotional material pretty much used exclusively at the expo and to our great relief it was a blank notebook <laughs> which is just going to be super cool to have as a notebook like that's that's cool but like don't scare us like that guys don't scare us like that and and now yes and we have to say thank you because they are sending us copies of the notebook we're very yes! excited thank um, you Thank you so much to the team uh, for doing that. But yeah, that was how um, 
both of us almost had a heart attack uh, a week ago. But <laughs> aside from sharing that fun story with you, that's almost a Parkington Lane scream in itself. We don't do those on National Treasure News, but you kind of got one anyway. Um, we bring it up because it's the first example of this very clear MO that at least the expo took to advertising the series. Emily, it really seems like the fans have been very vocal online and they've been skeptical at best, angry at worst about some of the directions this show is taking, particularly with not focusing on the original cast and not focusing on the original storylines. And it feels like Disney's been listening to that and realizing, uh-oh, if, if we don't do a good job of tying this to the movies, we're going to lose our audience before we even start airing. Now, equally, uh-oh, we already filmed the thing. So <laughs> how can we tie them together beyond the actual content? And it seems like they chose advertising to do that. It does. And, you know, I, while I can see it might be viewed as a negative thing in some cases, I personally think it's a very, it was a very uh, flexible move on the part of Disney to, to shift to this perspective, right? They, like you said, they had already filmed the series, um, but they kind of got an idea of what audiences were looking for. So they decided to really tap into that and I think the first place that we saw was at the expo itself where they actually had on display the ocular device prop from the first National Treasure movie. Right and they did that we're gonna learn in a, in a few moments later on in this episode um, that that ocular device was also featured in the trailer uh, for the series, which means it is used in the series in some capacity, even if it's just a callback. Now, perhaps unsurprisingly, M, I do have a little bit more of a hesitant take on this use of the films for the advertising of the series. Um, not only do I think it's, it's really just a response to the fan outcry, which... Um, I don't know that I love entirely, but I also think that this is really a risky move because let's put it, let's put it bluntly. Not everyone who is going to watch National Treasure Edge of History will be as deep in the Parkington Lane pit as you or I or our listeners. And therefore, there are going to be probably thousands of perhaps millions of people whose first exposure to this series will be a quick advertising trick, maybe an ad on Twitter, maybe uh, a preview on Disney Plus before another show that they're watching. So whatever they're shown is what they're going to go in to the series expecting. And I have this, this sneaking suspicion that there's going to be a substantial number of viewers who go in, based on this advertising strategy, expecting National Treasure 3. 
and I say, I, I don't say that like literally, but you know what I mean? Like the, I say that as in they're expecting the continuation that we were all promised since 2007. Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me here because it would be very bad if people came into this, hated it so much for any reason that it turned Disney off of national treasure as a whole. That would be sad. So watch it, please. <laughs> yes. Even if you don't like it, just put it on in the background. Just just let's get the numbers going a little bit so that we, we don't lose Disney completely here. Work those algorithms. <laughs> but here's the thing. It wasn't just the use of Riley's book or the ocular device. We also got the release during the expo of the official poster for Edge of History. And surprise, surprise, the poster is identical identical to the original national treasure poster y'all know what we're talking about it's the benjamin gates partial silhouette in front of a golden background it's like a treasure aesthetic in the background um and he's sort of you know it's really all eyes on him there's symbology etc this is an exact replica of that where Lizette Oliveira playing the protagonist Jess is in the place of Nick Cage and whatever symbology was in the background of the original poster is replaced with the big symbol that's going to be important in this forthcoming series. Uh, M, ah, I did not like this at all. I'm guessing you did. I saw again, really mixed reactions online we asked some of you on Twitter to weigh in with your thoughts and we got about a 50-50 response with pe- some people being like, yeah, I hate this. And the others being like, this is making me even more excited. So I think that's pretty interesting. It's like I'm seeing nothing in the middle. I'm seeing no gray area here for people. It's like one or the other. That scares me. <laughs> Aubrey, we cannot predict the future. I We, we got to trust the people. We, we got to trust that they're going to do what is helpful but you are correct in that i was not disappointed by the poster partially because (laughs) i did not remember what the original poster looked like oh my god uh but by the time i realized it i'd already like taken it in so it didn't really bother me but once you saw it you cannot unsee it, right? Like, it is the same. Oh, no, I mean, it's the same, yeah. But, like, okay, we're continuing National Treasure just with different people on a slightly different treasure hunt. Like, I don't know. It's like saying the whole thing with, like, the prequel books. Like, with the prequel books, like, they have the National Treasure logo on them, you know? Yeah, of course, because they're about Ben Gates' family. True. <laughs> Okay, the last bit of advertising we want to talk about here today um, is based on a very common medium for advertising and promotions, and that is articles. Unsurprisingly, at the same time as all this news is coming out live in L.A., uh, we're getting lots of entertainment magazines, online sources, putting out articles about what we're learning One of the most eye-catching articles to me, Emily, was really telling because of its headline, 
And I know you saw this article as well. This is an article by Entertainment Weekly published on September 9th. And the title of the article is The New Face of National Treasure, Lizette Oliveira on Succeeding Nicolas Cage in Edge of History. So the first thing that jumped out to me about this was they can, they being Disney, cannot get away from Nicolas Cage and the discussion surrounding him with regards to this series. Oh, yeah. I think that's something they learned after the last kind of, uh, like, they had that panel, right, where they, they announced some stuff. And a lot of the questions that they got were okay. about Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like they were kind of like, okay, you know what? We need to address the elephant in the room. Well, the thing is, though, is typically headlines like this are they're written by the news outlet. They're not written by Disney in this case. Of course, Disney will, will I'm sure, get a, a quick look to uh, make sure nothing is said in the article that's, you know, spoiling something. But this is the perception, in my opinion, of, in this case, Entertainment Weekly saying, how am I going to get readers to read about this story about Edge of History? Oh, I'm going to put fair. I'm going to put Nicolas Cage in the headline. And you know what? It got us to read. I was super curious what, what was going to go on here. And I think a lot of other people were too. But it's an example here of it's not just Disney now. Anything that's trying to advertise this or draw clicks or, you know, get people's attention continues to invoke Nicolas Cage's name. Um, so it makes me even more curious now, I guess how the actual premiere is going to go over because it will be notably Nicolas Cage-less. Um, Sans Nicolas Cage, if you will. I will indeed. Um, that being said, uh, another interesting point, and I don't know if you read the full article. It was a pretty good and lengthy article. Totally recommend if you haven't um, read this for listeners to go check it out a lot of the emphasis in the article which is predominantly an interview with lizette Oliveira, right at the at the outset she acknowledges yeah there was a lot of disappointment when i was announced as the lead and you know i didn't let it get me down and blah 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 and we love to hear that um but it's just so interesting to me that literally emily the first paragraph of that article that is what we're acknowledging here. That is huge, I think. It's a huge sign of what people are expecting and of the fact that the noise online got so loud that they couldn't ignore it anymore. I agree, yeah. And I I think it was a smart move um, on Lizette's part to kind of come out and kind of just address it and talk about it and like you said we we like to hear that you know she didn't let it get under her skin you know she she doesn't have control over the situation she's just doing her job uh so we really can't be mad with her and she's been super nice to us um thus far and it looks like she's gonna do great in this series but i yeah i agree i think the fact that they had to kind of address the nick cage of it all um it just says something about who we think of when we think of national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. Um, there were also, throughout this article, some new tidbits of information we got about the series itself that I just want to take a moment to acknowledge so that everyone is on the same page. 
um, what the first thing is a weird note. I don't know if you noticed this in the article. Um, we've been reading up until this point that Jess's name is Jess Morales. Mm-hmm. This article calls her Jess Valenzuela. What now? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if this was a, a change in the actual writing that's happened from the point of the series announcement to now. Um, or if this was a typo. I mean, Morales and Valenzuela are not like a letter or two off. So I don't think this is just like a typo. Um, but yeah, huh. just a quick flag. Okay. Point, we'll, that we'll out. Keep, or keep our eyes on that. It's giving me major prequel book series vibes when the when that character went from James Madison to James Monroe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I feel you. Um, okay, but in all honesty, the rest that we learn, we learn a little bit more of the context of Jess. I'm not going to say her last name since we don't know what it is. Um, we learn that when the series opens Jess's mother has recently passed away we also learn that she has never really met her father because he died when she was little however it seems like she grew up with her mother who was you know a single mother basically telling her that the father was a and this is a quote from the EW article quote a reckless good for nothing thief and i have a prediction uh we are going to be seeing this reckless good for nothing thief uh in these 10 episodes (laughs) i do not think he is dead i don't think he's dead oh i think he's dead okay (laughs) we'll have to see which one of us is right well there's there's (laughs) totally a trailer scene we're gonna get there in a second there's a trailer scene where it looks like a flashback of him being killed. Right, but like, the, he could not have died in that moment. He could not. Okay, this is, I'm really excited. We're going to have to start like betting here on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to, we'll take a poll. Who thinks Perfect. Jess's dad is dead? Perfect. I will, I will put that online when this episode goes out. Um, okay, the last bits that we learn here first, we learn a little bit more about our complement of characters. So we've known their names previously, but now we know a little bit more about the roles they serve. And it turns out that the writers have been doing a little bit of National Treasure Hunt's job for us. They've been analogizing characters from this series to characters in the films what you gotta do i mean that's what we normally do i guess it'll be interesting to see if we agree with these parallels i i smell so many character analyses in our future so first we have tasha uh jess's best friend and roommate tasha is said to be sort of half of the riley character specifically the tech side then we have oren tasha's boyfriend he is the other half of Riley. So, Emily, you should like this. It's a couple, Tasha and Oren, and collectively they make a full Riley. I do. It's so cute. They better not break them up. I ship them already. Oh, my gosh. So, Oren. Tasha him, and Oren for life. The Oren side of Riley is the conspiracy theorist side. Then we have Ethan, who's apparently a lawyer. That surprised me for out with them some reason yeah he's considered the skeptic the voice of reason 
And in these articles, he is paralleling Patrick Gates. Ooh. And then finally, this is nothing new, but just to be complete, I don't want anyone yelling at us in the DMs. We have Liam, who is Sadusky's grandson. The final thing we learn from this article is a little bit more about the context and role of Riley. (laughs) So apparently, apparently a, a lot has changed between Book of Secrets and Edge of History, because y'all remember how in Book of Secrets, Riley's uh, Riley was like kind of a joke. His book, Templar Treasure and Other Myths That Are True, uh, it wasn't doing well. That was the whole joke. Like he was at Borders doing book signings and like no one showed up. I mean, it was just a notebook. So like... <laughs> <laughs> borders um so a lot has changed between then and now because apparently now his book is super successful and has led to him having a popular podcast and a netflix show that is sort of in the context of the edge of history storyline we also learned that jess has a whole episode with riley which Emily looks very excited about, but I am going to caution you, Emily, that might mean that he's only in one episode. Okay, but if he's in the whole episode, that's still something. And so that's what we learned here from the EW article, and I'm realizing now that we turned this whole second segment about advertising into a discussion about this EW article. <laughs> that's okay. It's a, You know, that was probably the most uh, important and substantial bit of information as far as advertising goes, until... We get to the trailer. Let's talk about the trailer. Yes, the trailer was also released last weekend. This is a one minute and 30 second trailer that you can find wherever you Google Edge of History online. Literally, it's in every article, so it's not hard for you to find. We also tweeted it at some point. I'm going to admit we didn't learn a lot from this trailer. (laughs) Nope. No, and I was, as you can imagine, just so swept up in the idea that, like, I was getting some National Treasure vibes with, like, ties to National Treasure as I was watching the trailer that I was just in it. Yeah, I uh, I figured you'd have that sort of reaction, but in order to try to fill in at least a little bit of substance, I went through and watched this trailer ten times. I, I was just trying to get any little bits of information that was more than just, you know, snippets of, of cool looking visuals. And I did pull out four points that I want to discuss here. Once again, just so that everyone is on the same page and maybe we can, maybe this will prompt some thoughts or feelings in the two of us. Um, so the whole trailer begins and is really centered on Agent Zadusky. Um, he, he gives Jess an object and says, quote, this holds a clue to a treasure of utmost importance. I thought about destroying it a million times in order to prevent it falling into the wrong hands, end quote. Anyway, I think this furthers our theory about Sadusky that we had kind of in both movies where we kind of thought that he had like a little more information about the various treasures than he was like letting on and i i feel like this 
this kind of speaks to that, obviously, because, like, why is he the one that's giving this treasure to Jess? Like, that is odd. And, like, it should be someone else. Thank you. That is my huge question that I really hope they don't end up glossing over in this series. Why him? Like, I agree that with the the whole theory bit, um, kind of how in the past we've said he's more amenable to treasure hunting. He wants Ben to succeed secretly, etc. Um, I think this probably does support that a little bit. Um, I really want to know why he has this clue. I'm assuming it's from his FBI days. If he's no longer in the FBI and he has this clue, why does he have it that feels illegal? So yeah, there's a lot of questions here to, to ask about Sadusky. I also need to know, like, are Jess and Liam friends? And that's how mm. Jess and Sadusky meet? Or do Jess and Sadusky meet in some weird context and then Liam gets dragged into it? I'm going to vote that option. If that's the case, then why are, why... Why is Sadusky giving this information to Jess and not someone like Ben? Because he was probably friends with her mom. He probably knew her mom, and her mom probably knew about the treasure. Or he knew her dad. He probably knew her dad, actually. And then said he would pass on the treasure information once the mom ceased to exist. Um, and could no longer like get in the way of the treasure hunt. That actually could be. Although... I'm going to keep poking, like, Disney Disney plot holes. And for those of you who are new to my brain, Disney plot holes are just, like, the plot holes in every Disney movie where, like, you just have to take some things for granted. Um, this one being, why does Sadusky just randomly find himself in contact with so many treasure hunters? Just him. Not everyone else at the FBI. Always him. Um, he clearly holds the treasure portfolio at the FBI, or did. Um, so that's, that's point number one. We have lots of questions, clearly. Point number two, we have a quote from the Catherine Zeta-Jones character. So she's the villain in Edge of History. She says, the daughters of the plumed serpent were here. I have two big thoughts here. Number one, this is giving me immediate Freemason parallels mm. or Knights Templar parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a new secret society of sorts to, or a new organization to examine. That's number one. And number two, I'm really smelling an amazing Hunt for History 3.0 episode on the National Treasure Hunt podcast. Yep. It's gonna <laughs> be great. Get pumped, everyone. It's coming. Okay. Point number three. Jess has a necklace that belonged to her father who was purportedly killed when she was a baby. The symbol on that necklace will be basically a, a clue. So, like, that symbol will be found on other objects, it sounds like, throughout the series, denoting other clues. Um, and apparently, apparently, she can't figure out what happened to her dad without finding the treasure. And so this is giving me the, the important family implications that we always get with National Treasure. There's something family ancestral on the line so i have two theories one theory is that jess's dad is chilling with the treasure and that's why she can't find out what happened to her dad until she finds the treasure my other theory <laughs> that one is loose but go on 
my other theory is that similar to what we actually saw in one of our uh, prequel books, that her dad will have been the treasure the whole time. I would revolt. <laughs> if you know what um, uh, if that were the case, <laughs> I think that would be just what it takes to get you off of the edge of history optimism train because you hated that ending in that book. I did. It was super cheesy, but I don't know. If people acted it out, I might buy it more. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, we'll have to stop see. it. We'll have to see. Stop it. Okay. I decided that this whole lead up to the series and the series from week to week is going to be uh me logging onto the Twitter account and making outlandish theories about what I think is going to happen next. You know, I'm totally okay with you doing that as long as you put a little EB yeah, next yeah. to each tweet. Sometimes I'll throw in an AP instead, but you know. I will, n- I, I will delete those tweets so fast. <laughs> okay, anyway, the final bit. Y'all are probably like, Riley, y'all love Riley on the podcast. Why haven't you mentioned him in the context of this trailer? And that's well, because- y'all love Riley. It's really Emily loves Riley and Aubrey tolerates him, but- I don't know why you think that. I, I like all of the characters except for Sadusky. <laughs> I know, I just like giving you a hard time. <laughs> the reason we haven't brought up Riley in the trailer is because Riley is not in the trailer. There is only one hint of Riley in the trailer, and that's in the tag. So the little tiny last like three seconds that show up at the end after the title card. He shows up and he's talking to Jess and her friends and he says, oh, what's your clue? I'd love to help out. I just, I loved that. I, it was just, oh, it was amazing to me. I loved Riley being there and just like, it's such a nice tag on the end of it to just have him pop up and just be like, let me help out with your clue. And it's so sweet because it's bringing him back in. Oh, I just love it. Yeah, I'm going to be the da- Debbie Downer here and say that I was disappointed in the tag. I like that they use Riley in the tag. But what do we know Riley for? Being funny. How do how Riley is in pretty much every National Treasure tag. Remember the, the National Treasure 2 one? It was that whole death and despair line. Mm-hmm. Riley is great in a humorous tag. It was cute. But it wasn't funny, and I wish it was funny. Maybe it's supposed to be funny. Maybe he says that, and then the thing we didn't see is they all stand there and laugh at him. Because they know that Riley is not good at solving clues. But the point of the tag is to be actively funny. That's, like, the point. Ugh, anyway. Maybe they're trying to test the audience. Yeah, well. They've tested, I think. <laughs> Twitter has has proven that they've tested. Um, actually, the the reaction I had to the tag, in, in all honesty, um, made me a little. I had I had one second where I was like, "Oh wow, National Treasure Three is going to be weird." Why? He looks nothing like himself because he's older. Exactly. They're so all it, older. Exactly. National Treasure Three is going to look weird. Think about that. I mean, I don't think Diane Kruger looks that much older at all, to be honest with you, but Nick Cage and Justin Bartha definitely do. So um, so that'll be a little jarring. So, okay. That was sort of the overview of the new points from the trailer. 
Emily, any overarching thoughts? Um, one thing that we didn't mention, it's not really overarching, but I think it's overarching in my opinion. Um, Trevor Rabin was confirmed as being the composer for the series. Uh, Trevor Rabin was also the composer for both uh, National Treasure films. So that's really exciting. And it means that we will possibly be getting hints of some of the National Treasure music. And I think part of why I liked the tag at the end of the trailer with Riley so much is because it was immediately followed up by a little bit of the National Treasure theme that was thrown in there before the logo for the series popped up. And that just brought me back emotionally to National Treasure. So I'm excited to hear what they're going to do with the music. Okay, well, I'm excited for you. Um, My final thought is, as we wrap up here today, I'm going to finish up here a little bit full circle. Uh, we started this off talking a little bit about Nick Cage in the context of Edge of History. And my final reflection on the trailer is this. There were definitely some lines presented in the trailer that felt stilted and awkward. I'm seeing Emily, you nodding, which is actually encouraging because you, you and I have had di- divergent opinions on the on the series um so far and the fact that you're nodding makes me feel like i'm not i'm being objective here um oh yeah i mean that being said i love things i i still love things even when (laughs) the lines aren't delivered great well actually i think it's more than that um i think this is actually an interesting um something we're gonna need to examine when this series comes out is something that we've said for a long time about why Nicolas Cage plays Benjamin Gates so well. Benjamin Gates says a lot of outlandish things, outlandish in the in the fact that a normal everyday person in that situation, if they said the thing that Ben Gates said, people would look at them funny and be like, literally, people don't talk like that, right? <laughs> we get a line like that in the trailer as well. And that line is said by Jess. And the line is, everything I thought I knew about my dad, my whole family for that matter, is a crazy riddle that can only be solved by finding this treasure. And it came off cringe to me. It came off cringe. Not, not, I'm not trying to shade Lizette Oliveira at all. What I'm saying is, we've commented before on how Nicolas Cage pulls off lines like these like no one else can and I think we're gonna start seeing that in this show and I really wonder how that's gonna kind of play out as the the series progresses oh that's interesting well definitely something that we have to keep an eye on yeah so that's all of our national treasure news coming out of the Disney 23 expo and we want to know what you think about what we think about what we learned We do, and getting my news voice back on, I want to tell you all that you can find us on social media, on Twitter or on Instagram at NT Hunt Podcast. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your opinions. Vote in the polls that we are inevitably going to post about the various things we have disagreed on. Well, Emily, you said we will post. I I do not give you authority to post polls. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is being taken in. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, this is going to be a fun time. Well, we hope 
that you've enjoyed this breakdown. This has been National Treasure News. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Emily. And thank you so much for joining us on our National Treasure Hunt. (laughs) Thank you.